1: Welcome back to Our Goblet of Wine is Better, our series about the Harry Potter books, movies, and everything in between.
0: In this episode, we will be discussing chapters 11 and 12 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And as always, we would like to give a shout out to our patron, Boom. Thank you so much for being a patron. We appreciate it. Thank you, Boom.
1: And as Colleen said, we are talking about chapters 11 and 12. Which means we're talking about Chapter Eleven, the Firebolt, and Chapter Twelve, the Patronus. Yes. Which means Christmas happens in Chapter Eleven, halfway through the book. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Literally halfway through the book. There are twenty-two chapters, guys. Um. So yeah, because believe it or not, I don't know if you guys have read the books, but Harry gets the Firebolt for Christmas not for the end of the school year. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah. Yeah, which Thanks, It's maybe. really
0: It's really <laughs> interesting because I'm so used to the movie that I know <laughs> I like I didn't remember this part at all about him getting it at Christmas at all. I'm I just so don't know really why aware. they moved it. Why did they move it? What was the point? I think it's because they don't put so much of an emphasis on quidditch and oliver woods uh uh yeah. wanting to win the quidditch cup and everything like quidditch is more just kind of a little side thing where it's like oh he played quidditch he fell off his broom because of the mentors and we're never
1: gonna see it ever again yeah and then we never really saw quidditch again You're right
0: yeah so i think because they don't put an emphasis on quidditch at least in this book they were like eh, we couldn't move that around that's annoying <laughs> oh, right but, whatever i guess <laughs> i mean like i i get it it makes sense kind of for the movie but at the same time it's like okay well what
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: it's definitely odd i don't know i i wish i could like understand for sure what their th- thought process was behind that that change mm-hmm because it's a big change. It is, yeah. This I is- think
0: it's. I think it's just the fact that they would have had to make Quidditch ha- have an even bigger role in this. Yeah, and I assume they have the same actor for Oliver Wood in the movie. I can't remember if he's in the movie or not, though. I feel like he is, but I don't know. Yeah, I feel like he is too, but if for some reason he's not, then that could have also been part of it. I don't know.
1: Too bad we're not watching the movie at the beginning of the book and then doing the book and then watching the movie again at the end.
0: See, I watched the movie just last week, so I should know I've I've been slowly rewatching the movies. I'm currently on the sixth one, but I haven't watched it in a couple days, so
1: Oh, that one. I love that one. It's a good one. I've watched that one so many times. I believe And it it was funny because there's been a few times that I've turned it on while my sister was like in the room with me and then I fell asleep and she was like, You made me watch the creepy part by myself (laughs) (laughs) You know, the part with the inferior. (laughs) Yes. And I'm always like oops sorry. <laughs> sorry didn't mean to make you watch these dead bodies crawl out of a lake by yourself
0: that's when she just needs to like throw a pillow at you and right wake, you just wake me up <laughs> like, just,
1: <it>? come <laughs> on. like i didn't choose to fall asleep clearly i wanted to watch the movie so right? wake me up <laughs> yeah come on but it's fine um so yeah so let's go ahead and start chapter 11 <laughs> yes The Firebolt. The Firebolt. Um, and I think it's, I don't know, I thought it was kind of lame how they started out the chapter, because, like, literally, like, the first line or two or whatever is just, like, oh, you know, Harry barely remembers how he got to Hogwarts, because he's so focused on this guy who killed his parents, and now he's after him, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And then, like, it talks, like, a little bit more throughout uh, about him like avoiding people like avoiding mm-hmm. Fred and George because he doesn't want them to ask him if he made it to Hogsmeade and like just everything like I was just like that's I mean I feel like it's important but maybe we didn't need to dwell on it quite so much
0: I don't know <laughs> I don't know I, I think if we were just reading the book straight through instead of you know reading two chapters every week yeah <laughs> yeah I, I think it would feel Better than it does. Yeah, maybe know, waiting a <laughs> week to get read. better with us. Because <laughs> I I do understand why she put it all in there, but I do also understand that it's kind of like okay, yeah, you know what, yeah,
1: and like yes, I get that's a kids book, but like these books progress to where they're not really kids books anymore. So they're at least getting there. Definitely. Yeah, they do get there. Like not this one, obviously. This one's still no. part of the like trilogy. Mm -hmm. That's like four children. (laughs) And then we have the transition book in the middle. And then we have the adult books (laughs) at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's apparently how she wrote the series. Uh, You grow with the books, even if you're an adult who's still reading all of the books. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Which is (laughs) fine. But like, I don't know. I feel like it's a lot easier to read series that were written for a specific age in mind all the way through. Mm-hmm. versus series that like get more adult y as, as they, they go on, on. yeah <laughs> like I think that's a little bit harder because then you have you run into the issue of like if you have kids where you're like oh I know you like this series but I don't know if I feel like you should read that book yet or like you know
0: hmm okay yeah I see what you're saying i yeah i I think it's a weird one. <laughs> Like, Harry Potter is such its own thing yeah. that it's just, it's it's really weird. It's so weird. Her writing so is weird, weird.
1: The way she, like, made the books get, like, darker and, like, more, mm-hmm. like, scary and more evil and stuff throughout them is just also odd mm-hmm. for a children's series, <laughs> quote unquote. And, I mean, when you think
0: about the actual, like, subject matter of... Like the second book, and even like this book, like it's a fairly dark subject. Yeah, before, yeah, <laughs> but it's still aimed towards children. Exactly. So. <laughs> like, okay,
1: <laughs> what? I don't know. Maybe there are other series that like are like this, where they the, are written that way. But I don't know.
0: The only like series I I can kind of think of is like the Percy Jackson series. Because you have the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series, which is, like, aimed towards, like, middle schoolers. And it basically stays, like, that way throughout that entire series. But then you have a series that comes after it. That's the Blood of Olympus series, which is aimed towards, um, you know, an older age group, like teens, you know, like late teens or something. Um, And so it's interesting seeing, like, the little shift there. But I don't think it goes so far as to what Harry Potter does, where it's like, okay, children at the beginning, and then aim more towards adults at the end. like, it's, like, Harry Potter is one series. These yeah, other, those these R.C. Jackson like, series two, are two different ones. Yeah.
1: That's what I was going to say. I was like, I mean, at that point, like, Rick Riordan was smart and, and aimed mm-hmm. one for one age and one for another age.
0: Yeah. And now he has a third series called the Trials of Apollo series, which I've only <laughs> ever read the first book of. I keep meaning to go back and keep reading, but I haven't. And then he also has the Magnus Chase series, which I've read the yeah, first two books of. That guy just pops books out like it's nothing. He's like I Steve know. Steve. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I mean, power to him, you know? I don't think I mm-hmm. could do it. I,
0: I could not. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to remember everything.
1: Plus, his books are so involved. Like, they have so many little details.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've only read the first series, the Percy Jackson one. Yeah. But, like, geez.
0: I've read the second series. And then, you know, just a couple books of the other two series. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I just. I wasn't, like, super
1: obsessed with Percy Jackson once. I just didn't really care about the follow up, like, sequel series. Mm-hmm. Whatever they are, however you say it. Serie I? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Series. <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs> Series, it's series. That's it's it. Series. Yeah, series is the plural of series. Yes. Dumb, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so I, I, don't know. I just never really cared. But like, I, every every series that I can think of is aimed for a specific age all the way through. Like, Vampire Academy, aimed for one particular age. Twilight, aimed for one particular age. Mm -hmm. Hunger Games, also aimed for one particular age. Divergent. Like, I'm just... I'm really trying hard to think of, like, different ones that aren't, but...
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, staring at my bookshelves, trying to think of anything, and nothing is coming to me.
1: Like, I just... No, because <laughs> yeah, I feel like no. these authors understand the age group they're writing for that they like to write for. And so they go for that. But then Joe was just like, fuck it, I'm writing for everyone. So I'm gonna start out with young kids. And I'm gonna move on to adults.
0: <laughs> I think it could also be just the fact that she had aimed the series towards children. Yeah. Um, but then you know, you have these these characters growing up into their teens yeah. and the subject matter was really serious. But also I don't know if she expected the books to take off the way they did and for yeah. just adults also to fall in love with the series. It's so maybe she popular. went, Oh, adults love this too. Like I better make them um, also closer to their age group so that they will still enjoy them. Yeah. Even though, you know, they already read the children's trilogy, you know, part of it.
1: Right. And then, okay, I guess the other question is how many books did she plan to write originally?
0: I wonder that, too. I wonder that all the time. If
1: she meant for it to be
0: a trilogy,
1: then that would make sense. And then her publishers were like, no, 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 please write another book. So then she wrote the, like, weird transition book. And then she wrote another trilogy because that's how people think of the series Mm -hmm. it's a trilogy transition trilogy
0: yeah i think if she had originally meant it to be just a trilogy then this is a very uh, boring (laughs) ending like so
1: boring you don't even fight voldemort in the end like what (laughs) right
0: yeah so i i think it's possible that she did have plans to make more books after, like, this original trilogy, but maybe she just didn't originally plan them to be more adult-like.
1: Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. That was a fun tangent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I just I don't understand her thinking and how her brain works. It's fine. It's fine. Um, (laughs) But... Yeah, okay, sorry. So Harry's sitting here thinking about, like, how Black was, like, this family friend and goes and pulls Mm -hmm. out his old picture album that, like, Hagrid gave him, like, two years ago and stuff, and he, like, looks at it and he, like, sees Sirius in a picture with, like, his parents, and he's like well, did, was he already working for Voldemort
0: right here? Like, is that what already was going on? Like, what's going on? That's right, because the picture he yeah. saw was, I think, at uh, his parents' wedding. And Sirius Black was, you know, in a photo with them at the wedding. Yeah. Um. So I just... I don't know.
1: Because I just forgot that he even thought about black as working for Voldemort. I'm not really sure why I did. Probably because I'm more used to the movie and he doesn't really dwell on it. Like doesn't mm-hmm. he does I mean he really doesn't dwell on it in the movie.
0: He, yeah, he doesn't in the movie. He doesn't dwell on it and I don't think he ever Well, he probably does say at some point, like, oh, he was working for him, you know, whatever. But he definitely doesn't, like, voice that out loud all the time. Yeah. I think that when he,
1: like, voices it is probably when they're all in the Shrieking Shack. Shrieking Shack.
0: Yeah. I think the only other time I can think of that he may have voiced that was right after he heard that Sirius Black was his godfather, and he goes and, like, sits on a rock or whatever and starts crying. (laughs) (laughs) All hairy. (laughs) It's not that sad, okay, child?
1: (laughs) Um, But, yeah, anyway, while he's avoiding everyone, he, like, chooses not to sit by people while eating to, like, have them ask him about it and stuff, and then Mm -hmm. he goes, like, straight to bed and pretends to sleep while Ron is looking for him. And I was like, that's kind of rude, because this is your best friend. Maybe talk to him. (laughs) But, like, also, I guess he wanted to be emo Harry right here. We get a little snippet of it where he uh, gets all in his feelings.
0: (laughs) I think also just the fact that Harry has never, like, growing up, he never had anyone to talk about his feelings with. And so he's just not used to talking about the things going on inside his brain. So it's yeah. like, mm, no, not gonna talk to Ron. Not gonna do that.
1: I mean, I guess, but I this is also, like, a precursor to book five where he's, like, a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> freaking angsty asshole. But anyway, <laughs> we're not there yet. We will be there eventually, but not yet. <laughs> eventually. Um. Yeah, so... So Harry, he, like, you know, the next day or whatever, he decides that he doesn't want to do nothing. Like, that's what he decides. He's like, I don't want to do nothing while Sirius is out there. And I'm sitting here like, okay, but, like, you don't even know what you could do or what you would do. (laughs) And he, like, even, like, says, like, he doesn't, like, the Malfoy, I guess, had said something about, like, killing him or something. I don't know. This is all, like, a blur, because I think I was also kind of following <laughs> I know. I,
0: I see that in your but, notes, but I can't.
1: But I remember, like, the trio talking about Malfoy and this okay. conversation happening. And I don't think Malfoy was actually there, because I feel like that would be weird if Malfoy was giving Harry advice on what to do about Sirius Black. But, um... But I think that Malfoy had, like, made some kind of offhand comment about, like, something
0: like this. I found it, yeah. Oh, okay, yes. Do you want me to read it? Go for it. (laughs) Okay. Malfoy knows, he said abruptly. Remember what he said to me in potions? If it was me, I'd hunt him down myself. I'd want revenge.
1: Yep, that's what it was. Yeah. So they're all having the conversation about this, and Harry's like, hey, like, that's not a bad idea. And I'm sitting here like, why are you taking Malfoy's advice? And that's exactly what his friends say, like- what yeah. Hermione's like? No, like that doesn't make any sense. Are you really going to listen to Malfoy,
0: like yeah. of all people? They're they're both just like you're. <laughs> you're not seriously thinking about this, are you? And he's like, well, maybe. And they're like, no.
1: Yeah, no. and that's like, it's like, well, I don't want to do nothing. And I'm just like, okay, Harry, that's fine, I guess. But like, what exactly could you do? You're 13,
0: right? Yeah, a like, child. what is he planning on doing?
1: A child against a grown ass man. But mm-hmm. I feel like maybe the grown man who's gone to Hogwarts and graduated from Hogwarts might know better.
0: <laughs> but does Sirius have a wand? I don't know. I don't think right now he has a wand, but if he did, then yeah, absolutely. But even still, I think Sirius could probably wrestle his way to get Harry's wand. Oh, I'm sure he could. So, Especially if he's a dog and he tackles him. Um, uh, <laughs> But, yeah,
1: I just, I don't know, I thought it was kind of entertaining how aggressive Harry was about the serious black stuff, because I was just like, okay. Yeah,
0: it's a really weird just kind of conversation here, or dynamic, it's a weird dynamic here, where, you know, the Hermione and Ron have to be like, "Uh, don't do this, and Harry's like, well, I'm thinking about it. (laughs) I know! So... (laughs) And you're like, like try and stop
1: okay. me. Okay, little teeny bopper, you just became a teenager, but okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> you just turned 13. Um but yeah, so then they all decide that they're going to go visit Hagrid.
0: Because what happened was that Ron is trying to distract Harry and is like, "Hey, you know what? We haven't seen Hagrid since Christmas or whatever. Like, let's uh, you know, let's go down." and see him and so or maybe it was right before christmas and harry's like yeah you know what let's go down and see hagrid like let's ask him why he hasn't mentioned Sirius black and my parents and they're like that's not what we meant yeah he's like let's go interrogate hagrid
1: and i'm sitting here like harry they definitely didn't want that to be your reasoning for going to see him Mm -hmm. but like okay i guess um harry is on a mission he clearly is, and it's weird because there's not much he can do. He knows what, two spells? Yep. Yeah. No, No. sorry, bud. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think that, Um. what is it, Expelliarmus and, like, Wingardium Leviosa are gonna do very much for ya. Right. Did they learn Rick the Zembra in the last one?
0: I was gonna ask that, yeah. I feel like maybe they know that now? Maybe. But they don't use it, so... I don't know. <laughs> I think they don't use most of the spells they learn. I so think
1: you're right. I think Joe writes them in for convenience and then goes, Bye bye spell. You don't matter
0: anymore. Pretty much.
1: Um but yeah, so they go to Hagrid's hut and they uh they hear some kind of noise inside and they're like, What the heck is that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then they knock on the the door and they like yell at Hagrid. They're like Hagrid, we're here, Hagrid. Mm-hmm. You know. And he opens the door and immediately like falls on Harry just yeah. sobbing.
0: <laughs> I just I I I'm imagining cuz you know when we talked about Hagrid's first mention in the first book in the first chapter he's like twice the height of McGonagall and Dumbledore so I'm just imagining Hagrid just I don't know like on his knees or something and like bent over like hugging Harry and I'm like <laughs> what is happening it's and then Ron, so and Hermione bad writing again. <laughs> Ron and Hermione have to drag him off of Harry and I'm like I don't, uh, this reminds me of the last book when, you know, Hagrid is basically being taken care of by children.
1: Yeah, it's it's literally just Joe's bad writing, though, because there's absolutely no way that mm-hmm. Harry wouldn't have been crushed and Ron and Hermione would have been able to
0: pull him off. And Hagrid just <laughs> wouldn't have fallen on Harry no. in a hug, you know, like, no, no,
1: no. With those like, descriptions, there's absolutely no way he's practically a giant at that mm-hmm. point. Even if he's half giant, like and
0: I don't think I don't think Hagrid's um um ah oh, what words am I looking for? I like I, I feel like he has matured to a point where he doesn't, you know, try to dump all his problems on yeah, children. No, like he- I don't think he would.
1: Unless he's not really friends with the teachers, but that wouldn't make sense because he's definitely friends with the teachers. I think
0: he's definitely friends with some of them.
1: Yeah. So
0: I feel like he should have someone to talk to. So he's got adult
1: interaction. He's not just talking to kids.
0: But you also have to think about the fact that he is um, kind of, he's like separated from the building itself. He lives in a hut on the grounds instead of in the castle.
1: He is isolated.
0: He's isolated. Yeah
1: know oh, I still feel like he would have gotten enough social interaction where he doesn't act like a 13 year old mm-hmm. even or, if know, that's, yeah
0: or you know he could he could invite professors down to his hut be like hey let's grab a drink you know let's yeah that. like I just need I just need to talk to someone so like would you mind hanging out with me for a bit?
1: yeah no I yeah. definitely wouldn't act like this in like I mean in real life. I guess if he existed in real life. If he life. existed, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, Hagrid's super sad, and the trio's literally like, what the hell? Why is he crying?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I was just saying, they're like, lol, this is when we find out that Buckbeak's gonna die, <laughs> and it's really not that big of a deal, apparently, because we haven't really heard about Buckbeak for a while now in yeah. the book. But like, in the movie, they make it like this huge thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's not specifically said because Hagrid does receive a letter from a yeah, it's whoever. just for a hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's like, okay, he's he the hippogriff has a hearing. It's not official that he's gonna die, but Hagrid's like, you know what? This you know committee is going to kill him. Uh, yeah, because he's
1: like, they do it to every creature and all this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, of course, you know, Harry, Ron, and Hermione are like, oh my gosh, what? We will help to the library. <laughs> well, you know what? Before it's they actually leave. It's after this, though. So, yeah, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was going to say, before they actually leave, you know, like, they're still taking care of Hagrid. They're, like, making oh. him tea and yep. whatnot. It's just. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Children taking care of an adult. Mm-hmm. But Hagrid um, does also mention his time in Askaban right here. And oh
0: that's right i was like
1: that's crazy because i kind of forgot that he was there but he was definitely there in the last book yeah he got taken away because of the chamber of secrets
0: yeah and after i mean honestly after the azkaban part is mentioned i was like you know what i'm sure haggard needs some serious therapy after that 100 well, percent. i'm not and really he- sure why he's not getting it I don't, I don't know why anyone at Hogwarts is not getting therapy. I don't know why Hogwarts doesn't have its own
1: therapist. Like, just hire a fucking magical therapist, bitch. Like,
0: please. Like you know what the children went through the year before. Um, Harry's gone through shit all his life. I'm sure there's other students who have also gone through shit their entire lives. Like also,
1: they need counselors, like yeah, school counselors, cool. because Hermione should not have been allowed to take that many classes, right? This poor child.
0: She's thirteen. Like I, don't, huh? I don't know of any wizarding colleges, Hermione. Like if there's some out there, fine, but. Otherwise, I don't know why she's taking so many classes. Right? They sh- they
1: should have just told her, like, hey, chill. You have a few more years
0: left. Mm-hmm. You can take more classes. I feel like, if anything, it should be, like, if you really want to take these classes, like, maybe we will offer a summer course or something or you can yeah. come back, like, after you've graduated and take these classes. <laughs> <you> <laughs> <means>. But <laughs> we're not yeah. gonna, like, uh...
1: I don't know, man. Oh, Hermione. But yeah. So they finish with Hagrid, and they're like, oh, damn, poor guy. You know, like, we don't want Buckbeak to die because of Malfoy, a piece of shit. So then they're like, all right. And this is when they're like, to the library. Yeah. (laughs) That's their solution to everything. (laughs) So they go, and they start researching. And they don't really find many cases where animals have survived these hearings. Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty the much. only the only one that they did find was a manticore that had killed someone or whatever, but everyone was too afraid of it, so that's why it lived.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were too scared to go near it.
1: <laughs> I was like, nice, the manticore survived by being scary. Good job, yep. manticore. And uh, like, <laughs> th-
0: this is all stuff I feel like Hagrid should be doing, but at the same you know. time, Hagrid has already given up hope, and I don't yeah. think he's very... Um, like, I don't think he would know where to look in the library for these things. Yeah. Um.
1: Probably not. He was only there for three years, and then he got forced out, basically. But it's not like he didn't ever leave Hogwarts, so he could have gone to the library and continued He could have, yeah. But. (laughs) He didn't have to stop. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, I guess if you don't have a wand, you can't really study spells, but you can study a lot of other stuff. Hmm.
0: He could have studied magical creatures yep like come on no
1: nah, he was just learning on the on the fly man
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so then we have christmas christmas <laughs> my favorite thing is that you know the first book ron is like harry wake up like it's christmas you have presents and this year ron just goes "Oi, presents i know and i was like what <laughs>
1: what like how did ron change that much in two years joe (laughs) i don't know but it's funny (laughs) it is funny it's definitely funny i also kind of like love the way that their presents just show up at the foot of their beds (laughs) yeah i was like okay (laughs) i want to know how they get there I mean magic <laughs> i mean obviously, that, that is a but... real possible answer like for us obviously if presents appeared at the foot of our beds we'd be like who the fuck walked into my room mm-hmm. but but these people they could literally just like i'm sending this gift to harry's room mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it yeah. ends up there or like a house elf like magic in there or something yeah
0: i do wonder if maybe there's like a uh like, I wonder if, like, house elves have a specific storage for Christmas presents that people can send, you know, the week yeah. or two prior and then they'll just put them at the foot of the bed. Yeah. You know, the night of whatever. Maybe. I don't know. Because <laughs> otherwise, I don't know when the presents are showing up because these kids could still be, like, super excited for Christmas and wake up at, like, the crack of dawn,
1: you know? That's a good point. I like it, but also, like, I don't know. (laughs) It's just confusing.
0: I have no idea. But
1: Harry does start opening his presents, and he's all like, okay, cool, 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 like, great, good stuff, good, like, treats and all that, you know? And then there's, like, a weirdly shaped package again, just like Mm -hmm. we had in the first book when there was a weirdly shaped (laughs) package. Yep. Um... (laughs) and so he opens it and he's like what the thing that i stared at every day for two weeks while i was in diagon alley yeah and <laughs> and then ron's like oh my gosh you got the firebolt what and he's like can i take a ride on it that's like one of the first things ron says and you're like ron like he hasn't even gotten to try it out like you're already asking him if you can take it for a test drive but then Hermione um, happens to, you know, join the trio or like create the trio, I guess. Like not join the trio. <laughs> create but the trio. She, she creates the trio because she
0: shows up. She yeah? shows up.
1: Yeah. And she brings crookshanks with her and is Whoa. like What? <laughs> well yeah, no, keep oh, going.
0: Yeah. You're fine. Oh, okay.
1: But but she like looks at it and is like, Who sent you that? Like, she's immediately suspicious of it, and Harry is like, I don't know, no note. And she's like,
0: yeah, I don't think you should use that. See, yeah, Ron and Harry thought that maybe Lupin had bought the yeah. firebolt for Harry, yeah. and it was like, well, if Lupin were able to buy me a firebolt, then he, he could buy us some, some new robes. robes.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. I just, but. such rude little teenagers. Let me, let me I say. I know they're starting out as teenagers right now and they're just learning but like, you don't gotta be a, a rude dude, okay? <laughs> Hermione would not have made that comment. She would not have sat there going Lupin could buy new robes if he can buy you this.
0: Well, <laughs> Hermione didn't him. say that. That was before Hermione got there.
1: Oh, I know, I know, but
0: that's what oh, I'm okay. saying. I'm
1: saying Hermione wouldn't say that because she's yeah. like a little bit nicer than the boys yeah. are. <laughs> um. Yeah, so she gets really suspicious of it and is like, oh no, you know, we should actually like tell someone about this mm-hmm. so that it can be looked at. Cause like, what if it's cursed? Yeah. <laughs> and Harry's like, it's not cursed. And Ron's like, stop trying to kill the moment, Hermione. <laughs> and I'm just like, you guys are literally like, Rose-colored glasses, and Hermione's like realistic and going like, "Hey, there's this guy who's like out to kill Harry. Maybe he sent this, yeah." <laughs> Which, like, maybe, but also we know that Sirius Black actually isn't out to kill Harry. Mm-hmm. If anything, he's out to kill Scabbers. <laughs> so
0: yeah,
1: murder that are. rat. Yeah, you're right. They Speaking don't. Speaking
0: of Scabbers, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. I'm trying to remember where. Oh yeah, Scabbers was in like Ron's pocket on his pajamas. Yeah,
1: his pajamas pocket. Yeah. Well,
0: guess who Hermione brought into the room with her when Wonderful, she walked in? Intelligent crookshanks. Crookshanks. <laughs> which it's. I every time I get to a part with Crookshanks attacking Scabbers, which. Uh, you know at this point scabbers is in ron's pocket so she attacked ron and i just i ouch personally (laughs) but yeah just every time i get to one of these parts i'm like why is crookshanks so intent on attacking scabbers like i can understand why in the sense of i know who scabbers is yeah but if i were reading this for the first time i'd be like this is too much i don't understand this the first time crookshanks saw scabbers Maybe, but I don't think every time, personally. No.
1: Well, and, like, I know that there are people who have decided that it's because Crookshanks is part whatever that really intelligent creature is, but Joe doesn't tell us much about that creature or Mm -hmm. how their intelligence is or any of that. So, like, literally we sit here thinking Crookshanks is basically a typical cat. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, normally if a cat can't get to something and can't get it, it gives up. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Like, normally, I would say. I mean, if it's reachable, then obviously it's going to keep trying. But yeah. if it's not there, the cat's not going to go after it constantly. Like, it's not going to be up in its head like, Oh, I know that that rat is upstairs in that room and I'm going.
0: Yeah, just and I the fact that Scabbers was just in Ron's pocket, like, had not even shown yeah. his face or anything, it's like, why? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. It's definitely strange. <laughs> strange.
1: Very strange. Yeah. But uh, the sneakoscope also goes off. and uh, Because Ron oh, yeah. tried to
0: kick Crookshanks and wound up kicking Harry's trunk instead.
1: And because Crookshanks was going after Scabbers,
0: um, well, that's why Ron tried to kick him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, so
1: yeah. So the sneaker scope starts going off, and I was like, "LOL," and those Scabbers ain't Scabbers.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And yep, then yep. I just I feel bad for Crookshanks because like everyone always criticizes Crookshanks, and I was like, "That's like so rude." Because like, he's just a cat trying to live his life, like
0: leave him be okay <laughs> i know i'm like i i do feel bad for crookshanks but the fact that every time we see crookshanks he attacks scabbers it's yeah. just too much
1: it's it's a lot i i feel like maybe joe doesn't know much about cats mm-hmm. and so she goes ah rat cat yes that is
0: it <laughs> and I mean, I think that's all she knows This kind of reminds me of when we talked about 101 Dalmatians with um, Katie from the Disney Villains podcast. Um, And we talked about, what's his name? Rolly, the puppy who was always hungry. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. Every time we see Crookshanks, he attacks scabbers. Every time we saw Rolly, Rolly complained he was hungry.
1: Yeah. It was always food. Like that's not their identity.
0: (laughs) No, not at all.
1: Like, Hermione knows that Crookshanks has a personality, but no one else believes her and no one sees it because we don't see it because Joe didn't write it. Yep. And it's just... Cats have a lot more to them than just chasing rats, okay? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So much more to them than that. And I just... I just... I don't know how people are so ignorant about cats still
0: after Same. all this
1: time they've been around since like the pyramids mm-hmm. so i feel like maybe humans as a species should know a little bit more about cats i don't <laughs> not understand that we don't but so many people try not to learn about them and i'm sitting here like why are you trying to be ignorant about a cat
0: yeah i don't understand why so many people hate cats it's like insane. if you had a couple bad experiences with a cat or several cats then okay i get it but if you've never owned a cat and you only know like the stereotypes of them then i don't get it
1: like the people who sit there going oh i hate cats because they're assholes like that's a dumb reason to hate a cat because literally the fact they're assholes is one of the best things about them (laughs) (laughs) that's true
0: and like they're, they're not assholes 100 of the time.
1: And that's true. They're not like you have those moments where they can be like super loving. And yeah, albeit there are some cats that probably can't be loving.
0: Probably, yeah. But if they weren't. It's not all cats. <laughs> it's not all cats. Definitely not. I mean, like my cat Dylan. Um, I mean, he's a butt half the time. He's knocking <laughs> things off the counters. You know, yeah. he's he's doing whatever. But you know, the other half the time, he's coming over to me and he's like. Please pet me. Please love on me. I love you. Let me love you. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, he's super sweet. He's very sweet. But, like, cats are not all assholes, or at least not 100% of the time. Like, get over yourselves. Buy a cat or adopt a cat.
1: Or at least have a friend that has one that you can, like, hang out with.
0: And if you're allergic to cats, then that's a different problem. (laughs) That is a different thing.
1: That doesn't mean you need to hate them, though, because they're still you know, individual personalities, like, I don't know. I think I would argue that cats have more personality than dogs do, but, like, I don't really know dogs, so Mm -hmm. I can't actually say that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I think I would agree that cats have more personality than dogs, honestly. Cool. (laughs) Good to know. that. that I I grew grew up with dogs, so...
1: (laughs) I grew up with dogs
0: and cats, but... Well, I've just...
1: I've just... dog sat a few times, like, with my parents. Like, my parents were dog-sitting, and so the Mm -hmm. dogs were, like, staying at my house for, like, a week or a couple of days or whatever, and, like... So just being around, like, different dogs, I was like, Mm y'all are all kind of the same. Yeah. There's just big ones and little
0: ones. (laughs) And it's like, don't get me wrong, dogs do have big personalities, but there's not a huge... um, like dynamic and not dynamic, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but like their personalities range in all yeah. different ways. Yeah. If you like books, movies, and musicals, oh my, then head over to the Not So Secret Society Podcast, a book club for two,
1: plus. I'm Bobby Joe Bailey. And I'm Lauren Matheson. We are currently wrapping up our first season, where we delved into books that have been adapted into film and television.
0: Next, get in on our discussion in Season 2, where we jump into the world of classic myths, legends, and the retellings thereof.
1: We'll see you soon.
0: Ta-ta! Ta-ta! Cats are
1: definitely not just these horrible things that chase rats. Like, my cats, half the time, will probably just, like, sleep yeah and then the other half of the time or well not even half of it but like some of the time when i'm not out here they get on the counter when i am out here they usually don't get on the counter (laughs) because they know they're gonna get lots of trouble but but like they'll take turns getting on the counter or like sleeping or whatever and then there's like those moments where like Rider specifically, will come up to me and, like, put his paws on me and be like, hey, like, can you pet me? Or he'll, like, mm-hmm. cry at me and, like, walk around, like, rub up against my legs. And I'm just, like, <laughs> clearly not an asshole. He just yeah. doesn't always want this kind of attention. Yeah. So. my
0: My cat, Dylan, will go walk into another room and start crying for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm always like, what do you want? I'm not moving for you, but just come over here and meow at me. Right, yeah, it's
1: true. So, I don't know. Cats are great. They are. Um, But
0: anyways. Now
1: we get to go to the Christmas feast, which apparently a lot less kids stuck around this time for it than normal.
0: Because
1: the the few kids who are staying with, is it just Harry, Ron, Hermione?
0: It's Harry, Ron, Hermione, and then, like, three other kids.
1: Okay, well, these kids end up getting to sit at, like, one table with the teachers. (laughs) Yeah, because
0: Dumbledore was like, you know, it seems silly for us all to sit at different tables when there's so few of us, and it's like, yep.
1: So, they all sit down, and then, of course, you know, Trelawney walks in and and Freaks the fuck out because she's like, Shit, I'm the 13th person. If I sit down and then one of you
0: stands up, you're gonna die. <laughs> Which, when Trelawney came in, Dumbledore stood up. And, fun fact, there were already 13 people at the table because Scabbers yep. was in Ron's pocket. Yep. And Dumbledore was the first to stand up.
1: And he is the first to.
0: Nice! Spoiler yeah, alert! Yeah! Spoiler alert. <coughs> Which, um, uh, Boom has kept reminding me of that, since he knew we were yep. talking about Prisoner of and I'm like, of okay, course. we'll mention it. Of course. Like, okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was gonna come up anyway, so. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> he, he was just really good at reminding us. I don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't know if that one was on purpose, or...
0: I I don't know. I, I feel like it... Uh...
1: Or if it just happened to work out that way for her.
0: I don't know. I I wondered this while I was reading it. I was like, I could see it going either way.
1: I could, too. I feel like it's probably more on the side of just being a convenient coincidence. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel, though. Like, maybe she did plan this and maybe this was all on purpose, but... Yeah. I don't
0: know. (laughs)
1: I don't know either. Um... So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, (laughs) And then, of course, after dinner, Harry and Ron are like, oh my gosh, let's sneak off really, really fast. Because we're done eating. We're going to go get that firebolt and fly it. So they go really fast, right? They make it to their their room. And then right behind them, because Hermione was like, oh, I need to talk to McGonagall about something. She stayed behind, and then right behind them comes McGonagall and Hermione, walking right on in to stop Harry from getting his broomstick all polished up and ready to fly.
0: Harry was literally, like, holding the thing of polish in his hand.
1: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) He was about to start taking care of that firebolt, and McGonagall goes, you don't know who this is from? Hmm. Okay, well, thank you. I'll bring it back to
0: you in a couple of weeks. After I've checked for jinxes and hexes.
1: Yep, and and she like makes the comment of like we're gonna tear it apart or something, and Harry and, yeah. and Ron are both like, what the hell?
0: <laughs> she basically says I'm gonna strip it down, yeah, and it's it. like, what?
1: Yeah, they're like, what? Don't do that. You're gonna ruin my firebolt. Like it won't probably won't run the same if you do that. Yeah, and like of course she didn't mean it literally. Yeah. He meant she was gonna go through every single possible hex it could possibly have on it. Mm -hmm. Like, she just wants to test for, like, any kind of, like, negative magic that's gonna harm Harry, because obviously she's worried about him. And it's not that she, like, wants to take the Firebolt away, because, you know, Quidditch is a big deal to her. She wants to be tape, because, you know, besties have rivalries. But, like, she also wants Harry to not die. (laughs) Yeah. She would like to, you know, do her job and take care of him as Mm -hmm. headmistress of. Well, not (laughs)
0: headmistress. What am I saying?
1: What is it? Head of house. Head of house. That's what I had to say. Okay, I'm tired. Um, but yeah, so she takes the broomstick away, and, like, it's very clear that Hermione cares about her friends, but, like, Harry and Ron get really upset with her. hmm And then they all kind of start, like, like, McGonagall and Hermione, I guess, are the ones who are like, what, like, what if it was Sirius who sent it? And yeah. that's the end of the chapter. And I was yeah. like, well, at least they know who sent it. <laughs> You know? Like, they know, but they don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, like, I I do feel bad for Harry, because, you know, that's the best present he got. Yeah. But now it's been taken away, so it's kind of like his Christmas has been ruined, and so I feel bad. But at the same time, Hermione did the smart thing.
1: Oh, 100%. Hermione did the smartest thing you could do. Ron and her, Harry were being dumbasses, like. I know. Like, what are you even thinking? Letting right? it just chill. But, anyway, that is the end of that chapter, and now we are on to Chapter 12, The Patronus. Yes. Which, if you don't know what a Patronus is, that's the spell that Lupin's gonna teach Harry, that he said, next term. About. So.
0: Yeah, before we get into that, though. Yeah. I want to point out that Hermione essentially spends Christmas night through the start of the spring semester by herself. Yep. Because Harry and Ron basically avoid her, and I'm like, that's really sad. Right. That's awful.
1: I just yeah, the fact that they just decide to like fight with her and all that, I just mm-hmm. I
0: I feel like being mad for a day or two, okay. Yeah. But for the rest of the break, no.
1: No, that's very childish.
0: Um, I mean they are children, but it's
1: <laughs> I mean it's I just feel like it's even more childish. But I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is definitely more teenagery than you would think. I don't know. It depends on how long children hold grudges for versus teenagers. But, yeah. like, all she was doing was trying to make sure that Harry was safe. Like, she cares a lot about her friends. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. like, Harry is like, oh, okay. And so then we have Wood coming up to talk to Harry, and he's like, hey, Harry, you know, like, can't have another thing like
0: that happen
1: and it's very clear that he was like about to kick harry off of the team
0: yeah <laughs> when
1: harry is like oh by the way i got a firebolt for christmas and wood's like a firebolt what on our team and harry's like also, I'm going to learn um, a spell to fight off the Dementors. And Wood's like, oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, as long as that doesn't happen again, we're good.
0: <laughs> yeah, because he was like, you know, if Dementors come and you, you know, uh, uh, pass out again, whatever, then that's not going to work for him.
1: Yeah, he's like, we can't, we can't have that yeah. happen again. Sorry, Harry. And Harry's like, dude, I'm learning a spell to fight them and I have a new broom. So,
0: yay. Well, Ron, <laughs> Ron is the one who points it out. That's Ron's terrible, like, Harry has like... a new broom. And Harry's like, eh, not exactly. McGonagall has it.
1: Yeah, he, he says that it was, like, confiscated or whatever. And Wood yeah. goes, oh, that's fine. I'll talk to her. I'll make it happen. <laughs> and I just, I was laughing. Because, like, he's, that's just too funny. Mm-hmm. Wood... Wood really thinks the whole world revolves around Quidditch, and he he does make a comment about how McGonagall cares a lot about them winning, so, you know, he's not wrong.
0: (laughs) He's not wrong. She
1: probably does want that room to be safe and be able to be used for
0: Quidditch. Oh, I'm sure she does, it's just the fact that it takes a while to go through all the hexes and jinxes and everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah, he does make a comment of, I'll make her see sense, is what he says. And I just, I was just laughing because he was just hilarious. Um, but Harry talks to Lupin about their lessons on how to learn, you know, the Patronus. And Lupin decides that they're going to start learning it on Thursday at 8 in the history of magic class. 8 at night. Yep. So now Harry has after school plans, like dinner plans, basically, with (laughs) Lupin. Um,. And so then we get to that we get to that point in the story where Harry's going to his his little Patronus lesson with Lupin, and mm-hmm. turns out Lupin managed to find a Boggart in yeah. Hogwarts
0: just like that. That's that's the thing that kind of confused me after they defeated the Bogger in that yeah. one chapter in that earlier chapter. All of a sudden they have like, another one. yeah, it's like okay, well they. Completely defeated that one. What is yeah. Harry going to practice on now? Turns yeah. out Lupin found another one.
1: That one's a convenient coincidence, I would say. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he finds a bogger and he's like, this should work pretty well because it's going to turn into a Dementor for you every time and then you'll be able to practice the charm and it'll work. Well, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a charm. Yeah. Yeah. And... And so then they, you know, they start their lesson, like, Lupin tells Harry, like, oh, you know, like, this is really advanced magic, it might be too advanced for you and stuff. And so, like, the the spell is expecto patronum, and, like, you just have to, like, learn how to say it correctly and, you know, practice a little bit. And so he does have him do that a little bit, and he gets a little wisp of something coming out Mm -hmm. of his wand at one point, and I was like,
0: already, Harry? I would say, which honestly that means <laughs> that Harry really is a strong wizard. Yeah. If that. at thirteen years old he's already able to produce even just a little something, with yeah, like a little tiny piece
1: of a Patronus, that's a big deal.
0: That is a huge deal. Um, which I I know I've at least since we've started doing this, I've been kind of doubting. Like, how do you know Harry's a strong wizard yeah. if you know he's he's only twelve? He's only eleven. Like, yeah. how do you know? Yeah. But, but this, has, this yeah, starts to prove it.
1: It does. And isn't this a spell that they would learn in, like, their seventh year?
0: Is I don't know if they learn it at all.
1: Stated, well, no, like, but, it's, like, that level of magic, though, like is what they would learn. I, if I have there. no idea,
0: because all Lupin says is that it's highly advanced. So yeah. that could mean seventh year. That could mean, hey, go to graduate school. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like later on in the books, we
1: find out that it's, like, but maybe it's not maybe that's just something that people like say online and I just kind of read it and I don't know incorporated yeah. it as fact or something I don't know I don't yes. think that's a fact I just I think that's like a maybe general idea of the charm <laughs> but um but yeah so Lupin releases the bugger because he's like alright time to test on the real <laughs> real thing quote unquote mm-hmm. it's not the real thing um there's actually no threat to Harry right here. Not really. Um, but it does turn into a Dementor. And Harry's first memory that he uses is... It doesn't work. So so he faints again,
0: just like he did on the train. And yeah, because he decided to try uh, the feeling yeah. of flying on broom room for the first time, yeah. like we see in the movie. Yeah.
1: And, like, each each time that he goes through this, because he uses three different memories in this specific little scene in the book. Um, I think it's only through, two. No, he goes through three.
0: No, I think it's just two. Oh,
1: does he just try that one twice?
0: It's the second one he tries twice. Because he tries the uh, the broom one. Hold on. Because I think he tries the one with the broom, and then he tries the one with uh, the moment he finds out that he's going to be leaving the Dursleys and going to school. Yeah, know. and then know the other one was. is
1: winning the cup.
0: Oh, is that it? Yeah, oh. yeah.
1: There's three different memories.
0: I knew that's that. Right, that's
1: right, okay, that's right. so yeah, so he uses a different memory for each time that he tries, and he faints each time. And um, each time Lupin's like, maybe that's not the right memory, maybe that's not the right memory. And then the third time, he doesn't like faint faint as quickly which means that that memory is probably one of the better ones to use it's probably a good actually you know happy memory um and he doesn't he manage to get like a little something out of his yeah he he gets
0: like a blurry blob kind of out you know
1: which is like exactly what happens in the movie a little shield thing that the Dementor yeah. like bounces off of, <laughs> which is funny because that's not actually what Patronuses would look like.
0: Yeah, at that's, all. that's <laughs> the weird thing. It's like okay, it might show up as a shield. It might show up as what your Patronus is. What what is it? No, no, it's supposed to
1: always show up as the creature that you have. Yeah, um, as your Patronus. Anyway. <laughs> But yeah, so his third memory that he tries actually, like, you know, semi-works or whatever and and Lupin's like, oh my gosh, cool, good job. And then he's like, here, eat this whole chocolate bar. Also, we're not trying anymore tonight, so, you know. Yeah.
0: Also to point out, though, (laughs) with like, each time Harry um, faces this Dementor bugger, whatever, you know, uh, he keeps getting more and more, like, audio bites of what happened the night his parents were killed. And like, for the first time, he finally hears his dad. Yep. And, so- and he
1: mentions it to Lupin, and Lupin's like, you heard your dad. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this and all that. Yeah. And then, uh, well, that's when Harry's like, wait, you knew my dad? And Lupin's like, yeah, we were friends. And he's like, so did you know Sirius? <laughs> and Lupin's like, mm-hmm, yep, <laughs> yeah. I knew him yep <laughs> and I was just yep. laughing because I was like Lupin's literally not telling Harry anything about like the fact that Lupin Sirius James and Peter were all like besties the way Harry Ron and Hermione are but like okay <laughs> yeah it's fine I guess
0: I I will also say that the more Harry does this like and the more he hears of his parents he's kind of like well I kind of want to keep doing this so i can keep hearing my parents voices but at the same yeah. time you know the, the whole plan is to you know focus on the happiest memory and you know get rid of the dementors and so harry really like really needs to talk to a therapist after this oh
1: 100 percent
0: because like your memories
1: are not gonna be able to just sit there for you you need to talk through them
0: oh yeah because i mean sure you finally get to hear your parents voices okay great however it's the night that they died you're (laughs) hearing them die (laughs) it's not like they're reading you a bedtime story (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like talking to you playing
1: with you like this is you remembering them dying as a (laughs) one-year-old so you you need some therapy probably um yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> this yes. is when I was falling asleep during this chapter, though. Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: because uh, it skipped from this part to, like, all of a sudden, McGonagall giving him the Firebolt, but uh, then I went back. And, yeah, I, and I think it's funny... I know I spelled Harry wrong. Chill. You
0: <laughs> completely renamed him. His name is now Gary.
1: <laughs> or Jerry.
0: Jerry. Jerry, Gary, Jerry. either way. I think it's um,
1: Jerry. But But anyway... <laughs> Uh, he keeps pestering McGonagall about the fireball, and she's like fuck off kid like we're working on it can't happen any faster yeah. um, and, and then you know we have that moment where like Harry and Lupin have another lesson and Harry like asks Lupin about like what's under the Dementor's hood and all that and Lupin's like oh you know the people who know would never be able to tell you mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I was like wow that's real ominous nice yeah wait a a 13 year old because like he's already afraid of them that's already his biggest fear you're just gonna make it worse by telling him that and then he goes to to explain like the dementors kiss and how they latch their jaws onto you and like all of this and i was saying like wow i don't think i even remembered all of the process of that and i'm not sure sure i wanted to remember the process
0: (laughs) yeah I I like it better how they did it in the movies yeah where it just like sucks the soul yeah and you just see the soul like floating out of their mouth
1: (laughs) it's like in Hocus Pocus when they're eating the children's souls oh really that part makes sense
0: yeah yeah it's Uh, the exact same way (laughs) I've never seen Hocus Pocus oh my gosh no
1: Colleen! I'm so glad I'm gonna make you watch it um
0: you know what most of the movies on our list I haven't seen so
1: you know what? Good. You'll be introduced <laughs> to a whole world of movies. Exactly. Which are,
0: yeah. Yeah. I, anyway. I do want, back to the Dementors, though. Yeah, <laughs> um, I do want to point out that um, Lupin mentions that the Ministry of Magic has given the Dementors permission to perform the Dementors' kiss on Sirius Black. Yeah. So do the Dementors always need permission to do that to someone?
1: I mean, I feel like maybe the Ministry thinks that they need to give permission for it, but I don't think the Dementors give a fuck if anyone thinks they need permission. I think the Dementors are going to do whatever the Dementors want.
0: I would say, I I do wonder (laughs) if it's, like, if the Dementors at Azkaban have a specific, like, hey, here's, you know, this, like, the one rule you have to follow is, you know, stay here, guard the prison, and don't perform Dementors kiss on anyone unless we say so. What if they have shock collars for the dementors?
1: <laughs> <laughs> How would that work? I'm not sure, but like maybe they figured something out that hurts the dementors. I don't know. It's I, like saying, I, I shock thought the dementors have, like be- mini patronuses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they just lock Patronuses just around, in a shock collar
1: run around the dementor's neck. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. I don't know.
0: <laughs> that would be funny. That'd be hilarious. I not what's
1: written, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had that conversation with uh, Lupin. Yeah. And he scares the shit out of Harry, of course, and then mm-hmm. Harry uh, runs into McGonagall later, and she's like, "I was looking for you in the Gryffindor common room. Guess what? Here's your broom back." <laughs> <laughs> yup. And it's like super aggressive. I was like, "Okay, McGonagall, like." Why are you yeah. mean to him? It was
0: kind of aggressive. It was like, okay, thank you. <laughs>
1: like, what? <laughs> but but yeah, I was like, bro, of course there was nothing wrong with it. Sirius didn't do anything bad anyway. i like,
0: don't know that.
1: He never did anything bad. <laughs>
0: True. You're right.
1: You're right. The only person who knows that is Peter Pettigrew, and Peter's mm-hmm. not about the word like those those <laughs> words out i don't know what i was trying to say not
0: i don't about know what you're trying to say either
1: someone, though he's not about to be like yeah mm-hmm. he didn't do anything it was all me
0: like he's living his life up as a rat you know like chill yeah. I'm, I don't know why, but I'm just imagining him like as a rat, like scurrying around a corner, transforming into himself, and like just speaking <laughs> aloud from behind the corner, like he didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then turning back into a rat, going back to Ron, and
1: then they're like, "He doesn't even go here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah. So then, all of a sudden, Ron and Harry are like, "You know what?" We can go be friends with Hermione again, and I was like, "You guys, are <laughs> fucking assholes, because right? you
0: waited this long." Yeah, they were like, "Okay, like I got my firebolt back. Let's go be friends again."
1: Like what? Like you petty fucking assholes. That's rude. Right. Um, but anyway, they they go into the common room, and you know Harry has the firebolt, so everyone in the common room is like, "Oh my gosh, a firebolt!" And so everyone's mm-hmm. freaking out, and so then. It does kind of stop Harry and Ron from going to talk to Hermione right then, but, I mean, after everyone, like, disperses, they're like, cool, 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 let's go talk to Hermione now. So then they head over there, and Hermione's like, I guess you can sit here. And
0: yeah. yeah.
1: And then Harry's like, dude, why are you taking all these classes? Why don't right. you just drop them? <laughs> right. He's like, this one doesn't even look good. And she goes, that's my favorite one. <laughs> and okay. you're like,
0: okay. <laughs> Talking about Hermione's classes, though, she's writing an essay called Explain Why Muggles Need Electricity. And I really want to know what she wrote for it. I do, too. <laughs> I mean, she was muggle-born, so I feel like she would have at least some really good ideas of things to write. But I want to know what she wrote. I do too, because I
1: feel like if she sent that essay to Monsters Inc., they would probably be able to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to that other episode we had. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Cause, um, yeah. Disney on the rocks and us, we had a fun collaboration about that. That, one. that, that was, that was really our biggest episode. issue. That yeah. we didn't have a backup electricity store. <laughs>
0: I, I, I still don't understand why they didn't have a backup electricity source. I don't get it. It's whatever. It's whatever. We're not talking about that here. Go listen to that episode.
1: But yes, go listen to it because it's entertaining. <laughs> um. But, yeah, so clearly Hermione just wanted to keep Harry safe. It's mm-hmm.
0: whatever. But anyway,
1: Ron, Ron wasn't there for this little conversation reunion thing between Harry and Hermione, because he actually went upstairs. Um,
0: he headed yeah. up to
1: her room, and then he comes back down. And is like freaking the fuck out, and he's like, "Oh my gosh!" And you're like, "Oh shit!" Because okay, and then Ron shows like a like a bloody sheet with yeah. like some, some cat fur on it, and he's like, "It's definitely I, stabbers who's dead."
0: Okay, um, that's that's the part of this that doesn't make sense. Like, okay, bloody bed sheet, fine. Yeah. Um, Hermione, or not Hermione, Ron is like, and you know what was on the floor, and he throws something down. It's not said, really said why it is, but it says lying on top of the weird spiky shapes were several long ginger cat hairs. Like, what are the weird spiky shapes? I understand they're supposed to imitate you know, a rat, because supposedly that might be scabbers but it, i feel like it could have been clearer
1: yeah i don't know dude don't ask me about her writing it's hard <laughs> yeah. to explain I don't,
0: <laughs> I don't know i don't get it but, but scabbers
1: it- is gone because rat was trying to give him his rat tonic yeah he's looking old and mangy yeah he's not actually a rat it takes a toll on you when you
0: live as an animagus for too long i think and then suddenly there's a cat trying to attack you at every turn he's like losing hair
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh but
0: that's the end of that chapter that is the end i want to go back to something real quick go for it let's do it um so before Harry got his broom back and around the time he was pestering McGonagall about it, Oliver Wood even comes up to Harry and is like, hey, uh, you know, I talked to McGonagall a bit. She got a bit shirty with me, told me I got my priorities wrong and seemed to think I cared more about winning the cup than I do about you staying alive. Just because I told her I didn't care if it threw you off as long as you caught the snitch first. My question is why is McGonagall suddenly worried about students' safety if they were still made to play in that storm when Harry's broom got destroyed in the first place? Because she doesn't
1: actually care. But I think it's funny that they were playing that game against Pufflepuff. So it probably wasn't a game that had really high stakes in her mind. So I'm not really sure why she made them play that game. If it was I Slytherin, d- I feel like I maybe could understand her being like super set on them beating Slytherin, no matter what. But like... Mm-hmm. the hufflepuff game yeah. not that hufflepuffs are like that i'm just saying like i'm about to after come after from, you <laughs> I know, no, no 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 no, that's all i'm saying but like probably from mcgonagall's perspective she's like that's not the harder team to beat yeah kind of thing
0: yeah. yeah but i mean my thing is that they're in the middle of a storm i know they shouldn't have played at all they, they shouldn't have played it at all and i was thinking about it i think like today and yesterday because it's been or at least today, it was, like, really windy. And I was thinking about the fact that said so they staggered walking onto the field. And I'm like, okay, that's, like, tornado-level winds. Yeah. Like hurricane-level yeah. winds. Like, why are they playing in that? Yeah. So and what kind she,
1: of storm, just, like, a basic storm was giving right? them those winds.
0: Right? Yeah. Because, like, okay, McGonkle didn't care about their safety when they were playing a storm. But now that Harry has a broom that could be jinxed or a hex, she suddenly cares. Yeah. I don't understand.
1: I don't either.
0: Yep. That's it.
1: But. I don't know. I don't don't know know either. (laughs) That's it. It really is. These chapters did not have very much in them.
0: I'm surprised we talked about them for so long, to be honest.
1: It's because we had that tangent in the middle. Where we talked about cat.
0: I know, but then we also talked about the series in general and all that. I feel like we had another tangent, too, at the very beginning, but I don't remember what it was. I don't know. But, yay, we did it. Yay! And that's, that is it.
1: That's it. There's not much else for us to say about it.
0: There really isn't. Go join the Patreon.
1: Yeah, do that. Join Um, the Patreon
0: so you can join our Discord.
1: Yeah, our Discord, our notes will be up there. There are bonus episodes that are going to be up there. Mm -hmm. Um, We're doing a Halloween series. that Which is is already out at this point. Actually, right. The bonus episodes are probably already out at this point,
0: which are already
1: on there too then. Um, Also,
0: uh, at the time of recording this, it's International Podcast Day, September 30th. So... Happy International Podcast Day. Whenever this episode comes out, I guess.
1: Yeah, this one will probably come out like
0: November.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think sometime in November, I would say. Um, So I guess the Halloween episodes are a little dated, but, you know, you could still go listen to them.
0: You Um, could.
1: We also have that fun debate that we did. Oh, yeah, that's right and Snape and uh, what we think of them. So
0: I have completely forgotten correct. everything we've said in that.
1: I have too, but I'm really interested to hear it once you edit it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we we recorded that several months ago, back in like February.
1: Quite a long time. And it has not
0: been edited at all. It hasn't been uploaded anywhere. Like, No one's listening
1: to it. We haven't touched it.
0: It's just we haven't a... touched it since
1: just sitting there waiting to be prepped to be released. So yeah. that'll be on there too. It should be on bonus. there already. Yes. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> it is out.
0: Yes. We assume.
1: Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Anyways, uh, that's it. Go
0: join the Patreon. Yep, and is. the Discord.
1: Yes. Um, and. Well, I guess okay. we
0: should. Keep. It. Magical! hope you enjoyed this episode of books movies and musicals oh my if you'd like to connect with us be sure to check us out on twitter tumblr instagram and facebook at My. be sure to check out our website at bmmomai.wixsite.com slash home and check us out on patreon at www.patreon.com slash My.
1: you can email us at my at gmail.com